Very, very warm welcome once again, listeners, to the Humble Climb podcast. Massive thank you to obviously James, one man, one pan from last week's episode. An incredible human being and a true strength of character. Continue to support him where you can. We'll make sure that we'll drop the link below for his GoFundMe and continue to help him get as much support as needed in Mexico. Today's a massive, massive, massive guest. A friend of mine from, uh, I think, the age of 15, I'm going to go with. I think you were 15. Uh, I was, I was yeah. a little bit older than that. And can confirm she was also probably one of my first crushes. Um, Stop it. Yeah, no, I was. What? Yeah, 100%. No. I, never, I never said it. I would never say it. But we got, I got friends owned Ruck real early. Like, I knew that. Story of my life. I'm shocked. Why? Wow. I had no idea. I was like Greek, attractive, name's Effie. What more do I want? Works with my dad. Yeah, works with dad. Massive. <laughs> Well, interject, introduction all done. Yeah, Effie, sorry. Effie Katz, a huge, <laughs> and I call her the queen of Melbourne because to me she'll always be our queen and she's a, a local grown product from the streets of Coburg to now where she is today. She's doing amazing things with all things women. She's an ambassador for pretty much you name it. She's at the Australian Open. She's got events coming left, right and centre and she's uh, she's come a massively, very, very long way from Coburg. So Effie Katz, welcome to The Humble Climb. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much for obviously coming on. We've known each other for now. I'm going to go, it's... Oh, I was, well, how old, how long would it be? 15 years now? Yeah. Almost? Yeah. Something like that. So it's a huge amount of time that we've known each other and we've had many ups and downs. I think I've seen you cry. You've seen me cry. Yeah. There, uh, there were a lot of tears uh, over the years. There's that's been a for lot sure. of tears. And there was before Effie Katz was really a name. I always thought it was a name because again, I was like really, really attracted to you <laughs> from when <laughs> I was young. Um, but I quickly realized that did, you know, get real son. It's not going to happen. <laughs> This is an episode of Revelations. <laughs> so we've had some massive fun and I wrote I wrote some a few notes here, right? Because I was speaking to girls in the office today from work and I was like, Oh, have you so have you guys heard of Effie Cats? And they're like, What do you mean, dude? Of course we've heard of Effie Cats. We check out her Instagram. Most of them are following. And I'm always going up, bouncing off the girls, like what's staying in fashion? Because all the girls in real estate are wearing amazing fashion. And heaps of them wearing Effie Cat suits. Yep. So massive, massive, massive plug. You co-founded Effie Cats uh, in 2000, April 2018. You're also- Founded. Or founded, sorry, because mm. you co-founded Base. Correct. So co-founded Base, yes. which is doing it another brand. You're changing the game, I would say, of the fashion industry for women. I get my suits from your dad. Yes. Who uh, is one of the best suit providers going around in Melbourne, in my opinion. If you're not getting your suit from Bill- <laughs> You're just stupid. Well, he'll love that. I think it is because I've got a very unique body. And when you ma- you make to measure for me, I can't go to Peter Jackson buy off a, buy off a rack. So I go to Bill. Do well, not- I think you'd be surprised how many people can't get off the rack. And that's certainly something that I found going into tailor-made women's wear. I want to get into sort of the start before Every Cats became a thing. So mm-hmm. you sort of you talk about a bit of your upbringing, um, what it was like the areas that you were living in, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Greek background. Greek Both background. parents are Greek. Both parents are Greek. Uh, Mum and dad separated when I was nine. Okay. Um, so you're a victim as well. Yes. Of divorced parents, yeah. I'm a victim of divorced like. parents. Yeah, not fun. Mm. Um, lots of uh, generational trauma has been passed down, <laughs> which is always great and fun to work through. Um, no, but yeah, so raised by a single mum, she was a secretary at the time. So she was studying law, working as a secretary. I think she was literally making like 20,000 a year. Um, So we watched our mum really struggle in those earlier years. And I I think that really formed a huge part of who I am today because I, I watched, you know, 
a single woman, um, raise two kids, get her law degree, become a partner at one of the biggest law firms in Melbourne. And mum had always said to us, never, ever rely on a man. Always make it on your own. So I always had that sense of independence um, from my childhood. And I was always very hungry to do things and achieve things. And um, dad was in the fashion industry, so completely different. Um he was Taylor, as you said, and um, the goat of suits. <laughs> the goat of suits, and I always remember watching the struggles and just going, "God, I don't ever want to go through that." So, as much as I loved fashion in my younger years, I was always like, "Oh, that's not you know a road I want to go down." And here we are. <laughs> I think you kind of got the best of both worlds. <laughs> I did. I, I definitely did. I mum mum certainly wanted me to be more of an academic. Yeah. And when I graduated, mine and then my mum got mum got yeah. my then and she then got my got res- real. then she got my results. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the worst part was mine were high enough to you know yeah. get into that sort of thing, but I just I wasn't interested, so I went on a bit of a journey from there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And then when did you start to discover um, that fashion was playing a part? Because I, I remember obviously when I first meeting you, like you were always other than being well dressed, which is. I think if you can't well dress well, something wrong Oh, jeez, I look at some of those outfits from years ago. Why? I like the, what I, was I thinking? I, 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 I like the uh, I like the leopard or what? No, the fur. You had the black fur. You used to have this black fur. Oh, I did. Yeah. The vest. That's right. That's right. I remember my the black. That was boots. that was the oh first God. time that I ever met you wearing oh. a black fur vest. As you can tell, clearly I had a very serious crush. So. There you go. You really paid attention, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. But um, when, when did you start to think? I guess that you were going to start to do something in the fashion industry because every time I always met with you, it was always at Coburg at the back of the shop. Mm. We were talking shit, but you were mm-hmm. always there. Well, it's interesting because I always loved fashion. So when I was young, I would – Dad always had the men's fashion magazines, you know, um, and I would, you know, flick through them and I would draw out the outfits that I was seeing on men but, like, interpret them for right. women, which is such a strange hobby for a childhood – to have. Um, so that's what I would do when I was young. And then I, I, you know, started making a bit of my own pocket money. So I started buying my own Vogues and stuff like that. And, and then I started like a fashion journal. So it was certainly always there, but I think actually watching, you know, what it was to have a retail store and deal with actually manufacturing garments in that sense, that was not something I was interested in getting involved in, but I knew I was just like, it was like a compulsion towards fashion like no matter what everything that I would do draw you back I would I would yeah it would I'd be drawn back there so um you know when I left high school I I started studying photography and everything I did that's right I remember yeah yeah, you did go through photography phase (laughs) yes um it's coming very handy now so I'm I'm glad I did that you never really did the Europe whole uh trip though did you oh no I I did later so that was when I started Zachary and started making some money yeah um, I remember I think you were doing America and that yeah beforehand. so I, I so I studied photography then I I went to America and I um interned at Milk Studios in New York so I lived in New York for three months and that's like the fashion photography yeah. hub of the world where they're yeah. shooting Vogue editorials you know campaigns like Wiz Khalifa would come in smoke joints you know like Wiz Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa everyone like you name it Anna Wintour was in there it was it was insane um I don't just make joints but like I'd vape with him or something well yeah I mean whatever you like really yeah, would you be, know I guess I'm different like that that's so cool so yeah you go to New York and then I think you came back yes. obviously we were stuffing around like 
just in these little part-time jobs that we were doing, yes. um, yeah. both working in the transport industry together and both completely unsure about what the fuck we were going to do with our lives. I had no idea. Well, I I wanted to get into photography, but I always had this gut instinct that it wasn't right for me and I could yeah. never pinpoint why. Um, but eventually I dropped out. Um, so that made my mother happy. Yeah. And uh, I've done that a few times in my life. Um, <laughs> Next, next, I got into public relations. I thought, yep, public relations, it's for me, you know. I want to get amongst it and all of that. So I uh, started that and then I was kind of always weaving fashion, fashion PR, you yeah. know. It was always integrating fashion. Um, and then I think after a year and a half, I dropped out again. <laughs> I'm so glad that the world gets to get exposed to Effie Cats because imagining it without it, there would only be a very few of us that would know like your true talent and I, and I really genuinely mean that. Like it's just the, this is what I love about the humble climb because we talk about these type of situations. Like people see, and again, we'll continue going to it, but people look at your Instagram and all your socials and we're like, fuck man, these people are living the life. But yeah. they don't realise the actual work that we behind the scenes. Behind <laughs> it. Like I wanted to get into um, a big thing that obviously once you start to get into the fashion um, with everything, I want to get into Zachary. Because Zachary yeah. was your baby, yes. um, a bit like the humble climbers mine. Um, but I want to get into Zachary because Zachary, the label was something that you had stores in Chapel Street, Wave, in Chapel Street, and then yeah. Waverley Road, Malvern. Yeah. Um, I want to get into that. So I guess what 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 was the the niche or the idea behind Zachary? Uh, well, it kind of ties in with me dropping out of PR because. Yeah. Um, well, I hated PR, but yeah. uh, at that time there was, I remember I was doing an assignment. It was due the next day and I was like 3 a.m. I was delirious and I was yeah, going to absolutely for sure, I hung it in by then. fail that one. I, I did hang it in that that exact night. And yeah. I, so I had a wedding to attend at the time um, and I remember shopping and I, I was on a student wage, so I couldn't afford all that much. And I was trying on all these dresses and there was nothing in between Kukai, which was affordable, but really basic and not how I wanted to look. And Manning Cartel, which was like $500 and I loved it. And I forced Bill to get it and he did get it for me. So again, shout, shout, shout out to Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I couldn't afford to look the way I wanted to look. And I thought, there's an in-between market here yeah. that is no one's filling this gap right now. This is a niche. Um, so the Cook Eye brand, hypothetically, was what, 100, 150 bucks? Uh, call it 120. Right. And yeah. then you're going cartel, which is your 500s? Yeah, 500s. So you're looking for something that's what, say, 299, 300. Yeah, and I think at that time, yeah, we were like high 200s for gowns and then high 100s for Dresses, right, so like affordable. stretch dresses. Yeah, really affordable. Especially with inflation. i tell you what, it's yeah. not that price anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? The times have changed, guys. I love, it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that was the idea, I guess, behind Zachary the label. That was, yeah. Um, and you started operating that independently or with the family? So I did that within the family business, yeah. yeah. So dad was giving me a hand with manufacturing and I was obviously doing it under their roof as well. Um, we And I'm still there today. Yeah. I've got, I run the Effie Cats operation out of there. So we've got our big workroom where we've got all our sample machinists, pattern maker, cutting table, all of that. And then in the front, we've got a showroom, which we've just renovated. Yeah, I know. You've got new floors. After that many years, again, thank you, Bill. So is it, right, <laughs> is it right-hand side of the showroom, Bill, left-hand Effie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Wait, cool. Yes. Yeah, when you walk yeah, in. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you so that's where you are you still going there now? Like every most I days? I do. So now I split my week up between 
the Effie Cats brand. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm there. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I'm at base, except right. I'm working 24-7. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 understandably. Yeah. So you're not really, though, working from home, so to speak, because you're obviously having to see the samples, see the dresses, see everything, Yeah. Correct? Yeah, well, I can't. I'm very hands-on with um, both, both brands. Both are a very different model. Oh, and I won't bore you with the details, um, but- Oh, no, we'll go into it. Okay. We'll, we'll go into we'll everything. Into we won't leave anything. Yeah. So <laughs> you're doing you're doing exactly the label outside, out of um, out of where you're the family. Bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. cool. What then, I guess, transpires to, to be the big changes? Because I know- if I can remember and tell me if I'm wrong, but if I remember that period of time, it was a bit like Bill was sort of trying to pull in the horses a bit, being you. Look, I think when I look back at it now, um, having removed emotion and us having done so much work on healing our relationships and also just growing and maturing, um, you know, we embarked on something that I think neither of us really realised how big it was going to be. Yeah, okay. And we were both grossly unqualified. Yeah. So it grew too quick. <laughs> yeah, it did. And I, um, I dropped out of multiple uni courses, but fashion was not one of them. I never yeah. did fashion. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. so but you had an eye for it. I, yeah, I did. It, yeah. Like I said, it was like a compulsion. So I ended up there, you know, went into the workroom and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know how. So that, that very night, the 3am I'm dropping out of uni night. I just went, I'm going to start this brand. You're and yeah. And so I went into the workroom and I said, Dad, I'm going to start this brand. And my dad went, great. How are you going to pay for it? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea, but I'll work. I'll work for free and I'll make it happen. So but you need, I need help. Yeah. Yeah, which I love. I need help. So I did. I worked for free um, and I, I was helping him with all his men's stuff. And on the side, I was, you know, whatever I was making, I wasn't seeing any of it. It was going straight into whatever I needed for Zachary. So I brought a friend on board who was a pattern maker and was paying her to, you know, I was doing the sketches, she was doing the patterns, we were doing fittings and that's that's how that started. I love that. I yeah. think I think almost sometimes, and there's plenty of articles about Zachary and everything mm. like that, right? So you want to Google mm -hmm. it, feel free to Google it, but short end of the stick was- Oh yeah, I went way off track. I'm so sorry. Don't stress. I did. Okay, so yeah, short- Short story, dad and I, we, so stretch fabric is a beautiful beast. It's so hard if you don't know what you're doing, because basically the fabric stretches to a point. If your thread doesn't stretch to the same amount, there's a breaking point and that's where you get holes and faulties, right? Oh shit, I just learned So it's the easiest way for me to explain it. And so we were finding it really hard to find manufacturers that understood that. A lot of the workforce here doesn't speak very good English. We probably weren't explaining things very well. Um, and, you know, we were having lots of issues with faulty garments. And then also with the business navigating that and the company expanding so rapidly, trying to feed the beast whilst also tackling all the production issues we were having. I think the final straw, I know the final straw was there was this day where I was overseas fixing a production mess in Thailand because um, dad was getting some suits out of there. So we just started making dresses there and he had gone a few months earlier and confused them and oh. they made half the range inside out. <gasps> so I was fixing that. And whilst I was gone, dad approved to bulk all this production in China that was not made with the correct thread tension. So everything that came through, I think it was like $30,000 US worth of stock or something like that. Um, 
No shit. Was just breaking at the seams. Um, not 30. It would have been a lot more than that, actually, now that I think about it. So. And was that when sort of you were like, in some ways, fuck this, I'm doing my own, I'm taking well, this out? Well, the thing about my dad at that time was he was very much like, eh, doesn't matter. And I was like, it does matter because I've always been a perfectionist. So when things weren't 100%, it would kill me. And also I wanted to give my customers the best possible product. So it would literally break my heart when things just weren't going to plan or, you know, if I wasn't giving them the absolute best. So, um, you know, when you've got two people with very different perspectives and also you throw in some childhood trauma in there and, you know, all of that. There's a lot of heated arguments that take place. And um, on that particular day when that stock came in, I think we were both very out of line. And then you were sort of, and then you've obviously. Yeah. And then I just, you know, it would sort of just all went a bit too far that day, I think for everyone. And I just said, I'm out. And at the time as well, whilst I was on this flight. So I'm out, but I'm taking Zachary elsewhere. Yeah. Well, yes. And this is where the other element comes in. So I knew this guy, he who shall not be named. Yeah, of course. Um, he sent me a text whilst I was in Thailand and he was like, hey, you know, I'd known him from sort of years before, just sort of through the industry and whatever. All right, we went on a couple of dates, but anyway. Yeah. That's more than <laughs> me, mate. <laughs> We'd moved past that, um, laid that one to rest, and then I hear from him all these years yeah, later. Of course. I've never told it's anyone like a that, slide actually. into the DM, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember you talking about how you wanted to do the brand and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so proud of you. It's amazing what you've achieved. However, I've heard that you guys have had some production issues, and I was like, Like the word has gotten that far that we're having issues. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, yeah. people love gossip. Yeah, this is goss. (laughs) But but people love to see other people. We talk about all the time here on this one with people. Like as soon as like you get a message like that, I heard you had some issues. Yeah. Like people almost like they they bask in that glory. Oh, totally. Like it's like, fuck you. I think there were a few haters out there. Always. There's always going to be. As soon as you start to climb that mountain, there's always someone that's trying to like bring you down. But you know what? I used to listen to that noise and it used to really affect me. Yeah. And um. I, it just, after everything I've been through, it doesn't penetrate. And I, I look back on it now retrospectively and I just think to myself, what a waste of time yeah. that was stressing about that. Because, you know, I think for me, what it was is every time I would get criticized because I already had a bit of imposter syndrome and I never felt like I was good enough. It would just hit me right where it hurt, you know? And, and there was an element, there was a part of me that believed what they were saying. Yeah, so it was like, they're seeing what I already think yeah, about myself. Yeah, I, feel, I already feel shit. These right, guys are just yeah, exactly. validating it. Yeah. But um, through this journey, overcoming multiple hurdles in my career and in my life, I'm like, no, fuck you. I love that. I overcame it all and that's why now you can say whatever you want about me because I know I'm fucking good. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is fucking awesome. And that's and that's the, and that's the why I think Zachary, with where it went and obviously, you know, goes into administration and just didn't work out for the short story, right? Yeah. But I almost think it's almost the best thing that happened. It was the best thing that happened. It was the best experience because I learned so much through that journey of separating from my dad, you know, essentially getting into business, giving away 50% of my business to someone who completely lied and positioned themselves a certain way to get what they wanted. And then as soon as contracts were signed, changed. And, were, you know, I don't know if any of you guys watch maths, but- um, I'm serious, I love maths. <laughs> 
Um, but the only guy in the office that watches Matt. We're talking gaslighting, emotional manipulation. At one point I thought I was going insane, like, you know, and then I, I started to think everything was my fault and I I made those decisions because I didn't believe myself. I brought someone into my life and into my business and I fully own that. I don't blame him for one second because I did it because I didn't believe in myself. So not believing in yourself is a complete waste of fucking time. I love how much um, because I've always known you as the type that um, you're like my sister, like you're both outspoken um, and you don't um, like that get fucked. Or yeah. the fuck off. Yeah. Like it, it just rolls off the tongue sometimes. I'm not saying that you guys aren't sweethearts because you are. You're actually, <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah, genuinely both <laughs> you and my sister are like loves of my life. But um, yeah, and, 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 and seeing you in that position because I remember when it was, was going, I remember when it was going broken. on and, yeah. you know, you obviously throwing, I guess, your own relationship turmoil and everything like that that's mm. going on. Like oh, there's yeah. a lot of shit going on there yeah. and there's so many fires. I always think of it like this. Like sometimes when I'm going through shit, I'm like, okay, there's so many stoves on there's so many pans on the stove I don't know which one to put out first there was god I remember when you know everything came to a head and Zachary was going down and I knew it was going to go down because we were opening all these stores that I didn't want to open and not investing in stock so we're bumping up our overheads but spreading out our profits I had no voice I couldn't speak that happens and I remember you're in like the shittest place ever at that time yeah it couldn't have been worse so I'm losing my baby I'll never forget the day when um I was you know I'd built the Zachary Instagram before this person had come along um you know for like three years. So I'd built it to 270,000 followers, whatever it was. And um, he went through the back end and like locked me out. So saw my account, um, going into administration. He had also- How old are you at this point? I was 27. So you- 26, 27. So you're going into administration at 26, 27, yeah? Yeah. With Zachary? Yep. Um, Signed the, he'd gotten me to sign the- leases for the stores and he was like oh you're signing as a a um director like we both need to sign but he had me sign as a personal guarantor oh wow so i had no idea right and there was that would have been good to like then have your mum read them or something i was well you know but we were you know <laughs> lo- there were lots of family dramas it. at the time and it. like you know no one my whole life was in disarray i was in disarray with my family you know my businesses i completely lost my whole sense of self like I, I can't explain. I really, at that point, when everything went down, I had nothing going for yeah. me. I can't even tell you. I want to sort of talk about that downtime that you have with mm. after Zachary because I think it's so important Yeah. because you probably couldn't get, and I don't mean this in a, in a good way, so it gives me no pleasure to say it, but you couldn't get much lower. No, I, I absolutely couldn't. And just to add to all of that, I had lost all my money because yeah. I was. he'd asked me to put all my savings, split it up into all the bonds for the leases of the stores. So that was gone. I owed I and my sister collectively because of, you know, it's such a long story, but anyway, it's like 70-odd thousand each to the ATO, um, which was promised that that would be taken care of by my business partner at the time who reneged. So I had all that on my head, not just me, my sister. I'm being sued. I've lost my Instagram. I've lost my company. Um, yeah. You name it, it was happening. I'd also broken up with my boyfriend. I had a horrible relationship with my family at the time as well. And it's yeah. rough. <laughs> uh, and, and that's what I mean because that for me is like it's, it's, it's such a pivotal point with where yeah. it happens. Um, I think from the outset that, James, your current fiance, played a massive yeah. part in where you are today. Certainly. I knew that you were always going to 
do something with yourself, but yeah. this is where the, the that turning point was. Because how much did you just talking off topic? How much would you have lost from that venture? Oh well, we're talking close to hundred. Quantify not what you can quantify. I mean, what you can quantify. I mean, yeah. Let's let's call it that, Crazy. right? Um, personally, the yeah. and then also the loss but of the mental baggage is more worse almost. Well, income, but also. Um, I had built up this brand that was so successful prior that was decimated. So how do you even quantify that? You know what I mean? And it set me back so many years. How do you quantify that? Effie Cat starts to happen. You, you, you found the niche market with mm. suits and garments and mm -hmm. women and you're making suits look sexy for women. Yeah. And not the sorry, I don't take that back. I do not not think that they're not sexy for women. Well, no, they were just a little bit basic yeah. before. So we we were almost, I'm not going to claim the first, but one of the first to really start bringing out your bright coloured suits. I was seeing it so much on the runways overseas and I wasn't seeing it all that much here, if at all. So yeah. I, I had the facility to do it um, and I just, I knew, I knew in my gut that was my next venture. And that's where, um, like I, rem I remember when it was starting to take off and I think you had your first piece because there was something about, you posted something on Instagram. Yep. And I think it was James that said to you, I oh, just, just post it and you never know. No, actually it wasn't. It was a boyfriend before, also shall not be named, but. James still the goat. James is the goat. Um, but yes, so I, I had a boyfriend at the time who was modeling and look, I will say as much as we weren't right for each other, he came into my life at a really perfect point because he was already doing that. And yes, he, I actually remember now. Yeah, yeah you're right. He yes. was going to events and he saw something in me and he went, mm, yeah. you know, I can help her build herself to be exactly what I need her yep. to be. Um, I think you're always going to take the good and bad of every relationship. Well, totally. 100%. And I think for me, he really taught me how to, I knew how to take photos, but I didn't know how to take photos of me. Yeah. So I had someone who was very invested in, making me look as best as I possibly could. And, you know, we were going out, dressing up. You know, I remember when I was really down in the dumps because we were friends initially. Yeah. And, you know, I was Some like, oh, sorry, Tim. Yeah, I was down in the dumps, you know, sulking in bed. And he was like, get up, put these jeans on, put this jacket on, put these shoes on, you know, like essentially dressed me when I was like, yeah, dead course. inside, the last thing you, want to do. you know, and I was like, dude, no one wants to see me. Like it was Zachary. That's what people loved. And he was like, no, they loved you. You need to market you. Get the fuck up. We're taking photos. And my sister actually has the funniest video of me like trying to pose. I love like, that. And it is, I just look at myself. I'm like a little baby deer that's like trying to <laughs> learn how to walk, you know. Um, but, you know, eventually I got over that. And it was, it's all, again, it's imposter syndrome because I was like, who would want to see me? I'm not a model. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, you know, all those things. But um, I had no choice because, you, you know, he, he made a good point. He was like, you got no money for models. you got no money for anything. So you got to make it work. Who's going to sell it if not you? And I was like, shit, you're right. So, you know, had to. I think the 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 brand in itself, other than obviously the the, the notoriety, yeah. let's just say, that comes with it because that comes and that's awesome. I mean, it comes, but, you know, it's a byproduct of a lot of blood, exactly. sweat and tears. And I think what it's done for you as a person, for, first and foremost, yeah. in build you up and your confidence up because I remember like I was that guy that, Again, clearly friend zone from the very start, just putting it out there. But I used to like help and be like, no, pick that photo, pick that photo. Um, 
So I was very clearly from France. Very pivotal. But in, in this do, do you know what I mean? Right? Like hundred yeah. percent. But I'm saying you're always so critical of yourself. Like, I, I have been. Oh, I always have been. Oh, it's this. My ears. My nose. My eyes. My lips. Yeah. My this. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and I was like, if shut the fuck up, man. Like, well, can I just say? And I I know a lot of people would relate to this, um, but. Growing up in a family where there was a very intense divorce going on, mum's trying to make ends meet to put food on the table and keep a roof over our head, dad's going through his journey. God bless Bill, but, you know. Love him. He had his moment. Love him so You know, much. and I I just, I felt invisible. Like I wasn't good enough for, yeah. I guess, my parents' attention or I don't know. It was just I really had to sort of figure it all out for myself and I, I'm – you know, through that whole process, ended up having to change schools, went to this school where I was bullied intensely, physically and emotionally. And I I would go to school every day with this stress of like, am I going to have friends today? Are they going to play with me? Because yeah, they'd be like, we're going to play with you today. Or, you know, we're not going to play with you today, but maybe tomorrow. You know, so I had this like anxiety say- every day of like, oh my God, like, are they going to play with me today or not? So- I learned from a very young age how to people please and also that I'm not worthy enough unless I am pleasing others and I am giving to others. And, you know, that's something, you know, I've I've worked through in a big way, but, you know, there's still elements of me that, you know, are so giving more than a lot of people because, you know, it's just inherently what I've learned to do. I think it's – and I think this whole um, iffy cat's – Official, let's just say on Instagram, but if he cats, if he cats the brand, yes, right. Um, the whole it's like almost like a homecoming because it's it's doing its thing and it's almost becoming it was successful in its own. It's it's successful in its own right. Let's not say it's not. It is. Yeah. It's successful in its own right. It's made its it's 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 climbed its mountain and it's at a fantastic level. Yeah. But the fact that it's also done out of the family shop where it all started, where it all started. for me, I look at that like it is awesome. Yeah, and I'm really glad that I. You know, a lot of families, they have drama they don't work through. So dad and I got to work through that and come to a place where we were like, okay, we both made a huge mistake here. Um, but at the end of the day, we're family. We hurt each other, but we love each other and we believe in each other. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, for whatever reason, Bill and I are a good team. Are you, are, <laughs> are your, are your, um, your personal relationship with your mum and your dad and your sister? Yes. Is this the best it's ever been? The ever. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, That's ever. Awesome. Ever. And and COVID played a lot into that as well because we all got to spend a lot of time together, which was great. And I, I just think healing trauma and, um, you know, working through all that kind of stuff and talking in a way without attacking and, you know, openly communicating and speaking from the heart and with vulnerability, not having your back up, like that has been so, such a huge part of why we're at this point now, and I'm really grateful that that we've gotten to this point. You did the biggest roller coaster journey as to where it's at, and then obviously now you're you've thrown in that sort of everyday wear with yeah. base, um, yes, um, which is another little one of your babies, um, yeah. and that's B A Y S E. Obviously, now. obviously, yeah, exactly. And obviously, we're going to be um, we're going to be obviously putting all the links out and everything like that, and we'll be organising um, some codes for for the Buxton people. So don't stress yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I guess now with where you're at, is this as much as you can sort of handle realistically? Oh, no, you can always squeeze it a bit more. You reckon? Yeah, I love that. I mean, look, I think the thing is the difference between now and then, obviously I've had a lot of years experience, but also I have um, built a a sort of resilience to, you know, myself now and um, 
I've got better coping strategies to yeah, manage different that. things. I'm not perfect by any means, but I can handle a lot more and I'm better at delegating and I'm better at communicating. So, and I'm better at picking the kind of staff and people I want to surround myself with. So, you know, and that all comes from all the mistakes you make along the way. Along the way. Which I think, do you think you'd be where you are today if Zachary didn't happen? No. Yeah. So I am so, I don't look at that experience or anyone involved um, with any bitterness in my heart. I'm grateful because. Mm. Do you think you would have maybe stuffed up, let's just say, if he catch the suit, if he catch what you're doing now, if Zachary hadn't happened? Well, who knows? I think whatever that first venture was, for me, it was my training wheels. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I'm on my bike. From your perspective, um, and obviously I'm always conscious of time, so I can't yeah. thank you enough, um, but you're starting to go to some of these biggest events now. You're yeah. at everything. Australian Open, I'm sure you're at the Grand Prix coming up. Um, you're, you're at everything. You're you're in the paper. You've got a name, right? Mm. And it's and I think it's a lot of these people can be people can be very obsessed about having a name. Um, yeah. I don't think you're you've ever been one of them. I think we yeah. all like that sort of notoriety in some degree. I think it's normal. Like I said, it's nice. It comes with it, but exactly. it's, for me, it was never what it was about. It's not about the blue tick. No, no, it's not. I just still don't have one, but we'll get there. Have you requested? <laughs> <laughs> no I don't comment. know. The fact that you actually don't have a blue tick. Like, do you know? I don't know. I don't actually know anyone on Instagram, but the fact that you don't have a blue tick is actually a disgrace. It's wrong. Mark Zuckerberg, if you ever listen to this, I'm pissed. Is he the owner of Insta? <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad with that stuff. Yeah. I could not tell you. No, I mean, it's fine. It's not even about that. Um, but it does come with it because obviously you've got all these amazing people and influential people of Melbourne, I yeah. would say, yes. that are continuously wearing your clothes. So, you know, obviously Nadia Bartel, Havana yeah. Brown, who played at your 30th birthday last well, year or the year before. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, I have actually can say that I've also met DJ Havana Brown, which is fucking sick. <laughs> um, but you've got all these amazing people that, you know, Nadia, as I said, Nadia Bartel, DJ Havana Brown, you've – Rebecca Madden, the suits that on Channel yeah. 7, like a lot of these people that we see on our TV screens are actually wearing iffy cats. Yeah. Like it's pretty fucking cool from a girl from Coburg. Not bad, huh? Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's I don't know. I talk about it. I get entrenched in this stuff because this is what I love. Like I get told all the time that I overshare. Like I'll, or like. I'm a big oversharer. Like, yeah. But yeah. like I just, I just fucking love people doing yes. well. Like I, I love it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, obviously, you know, classic example, I'm speaking to mum, I was speaking to mum today during the day and I was like, she's like, who are you interviewing tonight? And I was like, oh, I've got Effie on and who obviously you know mum really well. Yeah. And she's like, give her the biggest kiss. Like mm, everyone, like her. people love seeing, I don't know, I'm one of those people that I just love people seeing yeah. doing well. Like for, I just, I, I love it. So seeing your journey has been absolutely amazing. I want to ask a few questions as well. Any regrets along the way? No, no, I, I think love that. yeah, everything I did got me to exactly this point. So, I love that. Yep. Um, hands on. We've we've talked. Actually, I, I take that back. I wouldn't have given that he who shall not be named yeah. my Instagram password. Yeah, Other than that. that that's fucked it. <laughs> I know, right? That, that's probably the one the one thing that burns my soul a little uh, bit, but other than that, that's fine. Um, you're probably, as I said, you're, you're dressing everyone and, and, and you're dressing a lot of names at the moment. Yes. Um, not just at the moment, you've been doing it for a long period of time, but you're yeah. dressing a lot of people and I guess you're, you're part of that, that Melbourne social scene. Yeah. <laughs> Serious question, does it ever just get too much where you're just like, I just can't be fucked on to this event today? Oh, look, I think events, they can be – you know, when they're so frequent and you've got a lot going on, yeah. yeah, it can be like that. But the good thing for me is I've established such incredible friendships yeah, and relationships okay. with everyone in the industry. And so for me, it's like catching up with my friends. Yeah, I love it. So it's and just another excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because, yeah. you know, like sometimes I can be like a real, um, like I'm known as the ghosty. 
So like yeah. at, a, at a club, not that I go to clubs anymore or a bar, but I used to do them all the time where like yeah. I'd go put my head in for half an hour and then yeah. I'm out of there. And then you're out. Yeah, yeah. like that used to be me. Obviously at these Don't events. Don't get me wrong, I've done that. Yeah, sometimes. you just need to, sometimes to be honest. Sometimes you need your sleep or, you know, you need. 100%, yeah. 100%. And especially as well with obviously now you're moving to your next phase of life with your fiancé, James. Yes. Um, you've got so many amazing things happening. I think, and look, i be honest with you, as you know, I haven't actually really interacted that much with James, but yeah. I think uh, I can see sort of what an amazing impact he's had on you as mm. a person because you're glowing yeah. and you, oh, you've always been glowing, I guess, but you're glowing even more. Um, but I can see, and, and he's he's actually a bit of a fucking rooster, he's to be honest, man. Like he's actually yeah. like, he's got I thought that, that the second I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, no, nah, credit where it's due, mate, bloke's a good looking bloke. Yeah. So get that on the record. But mm. um, I can see how much of an impact he's had on you. Now, so you, you're into wedding planning at the moment yeah. and um, you're not a bridezilla, which is awesome. Um, no. Just obviously don't re- don't forget the invite. By that stage, I might have a plus one. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but a big thing, but it's a couple of viewers' questions that I wanted to get into um, that have been sent through. Some, a couple of funny ones, a couple of serious okay, ones. Will you design, so sketch by that, your own wedding dress? No. Okay. I, I actually found my wedding dress in Paris. Amazing. Yeah. I love so, Paris. So do I. So it's a good excuse to go back, and I will be. Well, I'll elope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one actually someone said a fiance but I was, I'll say his name because I know it mm-hmm. how much has James been an influence on your business and your life today a lot um, James is a very stable person stable figure in my life and I think for me having someone who you tamed the beast uh, tamed the beast <laughs> <laughs> I did tame the beast uh, we're like yin and yang so it. he he's calm where I'm fiery you know he's yeah. we we could not be I think I, I saw this meme and I was like if that's not James and I to a T I don't know what is it said um there are those of us who say it's it's only 10 p.m yeah. and then there's those of us who say it's already 10 p.m yeah and one is me and one is James. You can probably guess which yeah. one. But we are we are completely different. But I'm so like that other one, he, like a couple of was 10 p.m. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's obviously not you. That's that's James for yeah, sure. Where I'm that. like, what do you mean? It's only 10. Like, let's fire up. But um, he keeps me balanced. He has my best interests at heart. He loves me unconditionally. I don't have to worry about all of that crap that comes with toxic relationships. Like, I'm just so grateful for that moment that I met him really fuck I'm proud of you man <laughs> what advice would Effie Kay these have been some awesome little questions actually from these viewers I'm gonna keep on yeah, doing this what advice would you give Effie Katz if she was finishing year 12 today um well I think from my experience in year 12 I had a lot of pressure on me to figure out who I want to be then and there yeah. and as we know that changed you know so many times over the course of my journey until i finally ended up where i needed to be so if you're in year 12 and you're you're you know whether your parents are putting that pressure on you or you are or you know um both or whatever it is you don't need to have it figured out then and there I you know that school thing is such bullshit it, it is and it's a lot harder now i got um, i don't mind saying i got 84.4 back then you got 84 yeah i got 67 mate i would have I don't even. I probably get like fifty nowadays because it's it's a lot. You're eighty four. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Fuck, I didn't know that. But do you think better or worse? Um, I no, honestly, I, I thought you. Were, <laughs> I, no, honestly, because once you hit that eighties, I find yeah, like you you've you're given right. it. You, yeah, 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 you've yeah. Given it a good. I'll crack. be honest. You reminded me. I thought you reminded me of me. Who was that? Eh. 
It's it'll have whatever happens happens. Yeah. Sixty seven, seventy. I thought you would be around there. Yeah, there you go. You're yeah. not a you know, but I think it's such bullshit because the pressure on kids nowadays oh, is. is actually fun. It's sickening, and I think the thing is, um, you're going to change so much in your life, and don't when you have when you put pressure on yourself. I put pressure on myself so much to be these things, and that changed so much, you know, over the years. But always putting so much pressure, putting myself down, being so hard on myself, that only got in the way. If I just, you know. Just sort of stepped into me and let it be, and trusted, yeah, yeah in that. me and my journey. Then I, you know, who who knows where I'd be right now? You yeah, know, I actually love that. <laughs> Do you miss Cafe Siena? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all miss Cafe I reckon, Siena? I reckon that one's no. come through from Anne Soriano. Anne Soriano, I reckon for, for sure. sure that's come through. I miss from I miss our fun times at I Cafe do, Siena. For I do. Sure. Life was so much more like different. It was no responsibility back then. Yeah, no, there wasn't. We'd do our shifts back in the day. Five thirty in the morning, and then get the fuck out of there. Hop in my oh my god! What car were you driving driving back then? That green ninety-seven Golf. (laughs) It's actually funny that had the roof peeling off. Do you remember the time when we went to the drive-ins together? No, we we have dinner after this and debrief. Coburg drive-ins. Everything. No, I don't. I remember. Yes, awkward for me. <laughs> That's so These funny. That we, actually, we actually went on a Saturday night to the Coburg drive-ins. That's oh. actually so. Well, oh clearly, my god! So clearly, obviously, nah. You know what though? My memory is kind of like I, I remember a lot of shit. I don't know why. Just to we always finish with the humble three. Now this okay. one in particular, this one here is brought to by one of our sponsors, Gigi Hair and Kids. They're amazing. Okay. So when you, I always say Tipaxilo in Greek. Yeah. But when you um metokalo with me, which means like in good time. Yeah. Have your own with James. Yes. Um, you're going to go down to Gigi Hair and Kids here in Huntingdale. Mm-hmm. Marissa's amazing at doing kids' cuts. Absolutely. And all women, but kids' cuts. The kids sit yep. in a uh, like in a, in a oh, racing car chair. Yeah. It's oh, amazing. cute. It's amazing. Oh, so absolutely. Gigi Hair and Kids is going okay. is our, is our sponsor for this week. And they are bring to, bringing to us the humble three. Mm-hmm. They're the same three questions that we ask every single guest. Okay. If you weren't doing your current profession, what would you do? There's nothing else I would do. Not one thing. If you weren't doing it, if you couldn't do it. Can't even think beyond. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know yeah. you said marketing. No, I take that yeah. back, actually. I'd probably be a stylist because yeah, I, yeah. I love I love styling and putting a look together and making like maximum impact and statement with an outfit. And it's from the hair to the makeup, earrings, you know, the outfit, the accessories, like it's all – it, it all comes together to create a look. You can put the same dress on the same girl and do completely different hair, makeup and accessories and get two very different effects. So I always look at, you know, every element and go, how can I maximise this look? Who's the biggest inspiration to you? And, that, and mostly I always ask this question that's outside of your family. Yeah, you, let's it, do that because we don't want to offend anyone. I'll be honest. That's why I like to do that one. Is there anyone in particular for you that's your biggest inspo? God. I mean, design-wise, yeah. certainly- Tom Ford, yeah, love Tom Ford. Love his aesthetic. Love his journey. I'll love wear his aftershave every single day. Yeah, Perfect. well, see, you know, he just got that sexiness. Black you know, he, shoot. yeah, I, I love what he did for you fashion. Don't have connections by any chance there, by any chance there? No, I'm get, working on it. Yeah, just yeah. get half half on the black orchard. Yeah, yeah, I love it. We'll get there. We'll get Last there. one that I always ask every single guest is, if you could have a billboard, what would it say and why? If I could have a billboard, what? Well, if I could have a billboard, I think I would say that's probably my favorite question, by the way, Braden. Love that question. Um, believe in you. I knew you were going to say something about uh, belief. I, I know that's genuine. so No, no, no. Tacky. I knew you were going to say believe something. Believe in you. 
Um, yeah, because again, if we've learned, if you've learned anything from listening to this episode, it's whenever I lost my way, it's because I didn't believe in myself. Second would be that if you probably should call Dim if you're thinking of selling. Yeah, that'll be the second one. <laughs> A massive, massive, massive thank you to um, the real goat for me. And I'm genuinely, and I told you off air and I'll say it continue to, to your face. I'm so proud of you that the way that you've done things. Um, you have been an amazing friend for me and you, know, you don't have to talk to someone every single day, in my opinion, to be no. proud of their journey and where they're at. And you've showed a lot of strength to a lot of people out there and even myself, to be honest, because I remember we were going through the full lost way things together at the same yeah. time. Didn't know what we were doing, working uh, in transport, a job we hated. It's a hard time in your life. I'm so yes. proud of you. You're doing amazing things. You're not just changing the way, um, I guess, from uh, from Melbourne, but actually a women's standpoint. And obviously, you know that I grew up, my mum and sister grew me up, so I'm so always going to be so proud of that. Yeah. So I'm so proud Tough of you. Thank women. you so much for coming on. I love you to bits. I'm starving. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat, let's, man. Let's get a sublucky. Done. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Thank you so much. Tune in. Continue to like, rate, subscribe, and do all those good things to help us grow. Next week's guest is coming on. We've got an amazing Ava, uh, the F1 newly signed with Alpine coming through for the Race Her Academy. Tune in, and we look forward to continuing to bring new, more guests to you week in, week out.